Give me a C. C. Give me an R. R. Give me an A. A. Give me a P. P. What's that spell? Crap, crap, crap. We watched Cheerleader Camp to the death. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What is up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me today again, we're back after a long convention. We are here with Mr. Aaron Southworth. Fresh back from the con. I don't know why you said we, it's just us, but. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. But uh, fresh back from the con, great time, met a lot of cool people. Awesome time. You know, great time. Uh, Local people, internet, you know. Uh, national people, good good times. Very good times. But we are here. That is over now. We're back to the grind. We're back to the grind. And what better way to start off with a shit fest of a movie called Cheerleader Camp to the Death. Yes, to the death, not Cheerleader Camp 2. Yeah, which at first, depending on where you find the movie, I found it on Amazon, but there are some movie posters where it, actually they spell to the death with, with the, the two. With the number two. To make it seem like a sequel to the original 80s Cheerleader Camp. To- but it's not. They're just trying to piggyback off <laughs> think, of Cheerleader yeah, Camp. It's totally not. It's not related to the original Cheerleader Camp in any sense of the word. That was fucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this one was originally released on October 13th of 2014 and then re-released in 2016. Now, so this is fresh. This is a pretty, it's pretty fresh. This is a fresh little daisy for us. Yeah. Um, a daisy with a little, you know, daisy ground up piece of shit. You know? <laughs> but, uh Okay. I think what happens is it was made in 14 and then it finally got picked up for distribution on Amazon in 2016 or something like that. Right. Uh, it's another short movie along the lines of um, Halloween Haunt and, thank and, God. and, and uh, Killer Eye and some of the other, and Ginger Dead Man. Uh, it, it says it's got a runtime of 70 minutes, but really it's about 62 minutes because the end credits are eight minutes long. The slowest credits I've ever seen thank in my you. life. Thank you. I was going to get to those. We'll kill, yeah, they Jesus are Christ. Those snail things moves just, faster just than those trickle things. by. Yeah. Um, it's written by John Kleiza and Christian Sellers, directed by Dustin Ferguson. Now, Dustin Ferguson does have a decent... Uh, list of directing credits he's he's somewhat experienced he's got 24 directing credits to his name but they're all shitty horror movies like this that's so. that's his bread and butter um like, <laughs> so while he has a lot of stuff he hasn't really improved his craft no, no like movies like camp blood four and five uh die sister die slumber party slashathon and just to relate to back what we did at the con he did uh sleepaway camp two what happened to molly which was like a little short where I guess kind of picks up at the very end where with the freeze frame where Molly's outside the truck and you yeah. never know what her fate. Huh. So I guess they made a short about what happens to her. Okay. Um, which I'm actually, I would, I'd watch it. I'd be we curious. Might, we might have to tune in. I tried to look for it. So, um, now, the cast of this movie is that. I think you nailed it. Uh, I think that was, <laughs> bravo. I think that may be the most accurate description. I've ever heard. Almost everyone in this cast also worked on Dustin Ferguson's other movies too, which we've seen. We've seen a pattern of that. Sure. Uh, 
seven of the 14 people in this movie. So half the cast are all in some of his other movies. Like, just exact same ones. Um, now, they're the only two people that are worth, like, name-wise, that are worth mentioning is... Uh, I'm about to sneeze, so I apologize if this comes out. I'm trying to hold it in. Uh, Coach Paddington is played by Jennifer Banco. Uh, now, she has maybe a little bit of clout in the horror industry uh, mm-hmm. from the, a long time ago. Yeah, she's she's a little older. She has 20 credits, uh, but she really kind of, kind of got into fame as she, uh, she played Leatherface's daughter in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, she was also in Barbed Wire, the Pam Anderson movie in the oh, 90s. Nice. Yeah. And she had TV roles on Married with Children, Boy Meets World, Jeff Foxworthy Show, Sunset Beach, Pacific Palisades, Unhappily Ever After, Pacific Blue, a bunch of other TV spots. Um, but, but her first ever movie role, first ever role, period, was playing young Tina Shepard in Friday the 13th Part 7, the one that Aaron and I always like. That's the one of like, to telepathic. The one where te- she's on the boat, like, no, daddy. Like when dad's yeah. hitting the mom and she goes on the boat, she's like, and the, the dock starts shaking and he yeah. starts falling. She's going, no, daddy, no. Yeah, that's her. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, that's now, her. now she's in this piece of Now she's shit. in this. <laughs> and just, just a quick side note, barbed wire. Talk about the biggest titty tease ever. Oh, I know. Oh, that Jesus was such Christ. a titty tease movie. Oh, man. Ugh. For a woman who's posed, like, historically record-wise in, in, in uh, uh, Playboy magazine. Right. For, she does the, the sex whole tapes movie, and everything. Sex, yeah. This is before her sex I mean, tape, but still it's like, the whole reason people went to that movie was to see her titties. To see her giant and, boobs. <laughs> and that was And you know, fuck you. You get some side <laughs> boob tease, but that was it. Um, and let's see if there's anything else. Uh. Oh, there's a girl, the character in the movie named Betty uh, is played by Danielle Brookshire. Uh, the only thing funny about her is in three of her five other credits, she's all playing a character named Danielle. So, okay. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, and then the last person I've mentioned, and I wrote a lot about him just because he's the most, this is the most interesting part about this whole movie, is um, Caretaker Quinn is played by Ari Le- Lehman. Uh, now, he's another horror icon sort of i some people might consider him an icon he has 27 credits for name lots of horror movies but his big claim to fame again just like uh he was the he played the original child jason in friday the 13th one and two he was the kid who leaped out of the water in the iconic ending. no that's him yeah weird uh he uh, and again connected back to the convention and our, our, one of our bonus episodes, he was also in the movie Hellophone, which stars Kayla Perkins, Perkins, who we interviewed and met at the con. Fresh up on our website. Check it out. Um, He's also a lead singer in a band called First Jason, which is like a (laughs) horror punk metal band. He's riding that one. Oh, yeah. And there's some interesting things about that, kind of fun about it, because it's more interesting than the movie, honestly. You heard about the audition being held in Westport for a new movie called Manny's Orphans about a group of inner city orphans who play soccer, directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Ari snuck into the audition and actually landed a role, his first role ever. Now, this led Ari to getting the call to play Jason in Friday the 13th from Sean S. Cunningham, who produced and directed mm-hmm. that movie. And he famously asked him, can you swim? Ari replied yes, and then the rest is history. Cool. So that's how he got hooked up with being first. First, first Jason. First Jason. First film appearance of Jason, and now he's doing. Now he's doing this. Cheerleader camp to the death. Yeah. So. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, and he's barely yeah, he's got a small yeah, part too. Yeah. Uh, so let's God, I was head first in this. Oh, let's let's do a poop. back handspring on in. Yeah, you know, a cartwheel on in, or I guess whatever. Back handspring, yeah, 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 whatever cheerleaders <laughs> fucking do. Um, sorry, the movie 
has one of the worst, but yet one of the best openings I've ever seen. Like it starts off with this group of cheerleaders are practicing their cheers, and and the sprinkler system comes on. But instead of being sprayed with water, the water's been replaced with acid. Acid. <laughs> and all the girls just immediately start burning and they, melting. So they're standing there in their little uniforms. They're doing their routine. They're kind of, It's a little slutty, you know. And, you know, they're showing their butts, lifting it up. And, you know, it's a little – but it's, it's, it's like, good job, everyone. Yay. Sprinklers come on. Okay, and I, just... I do want to mention the uh, – I assume you know it's the, like, the basically the suicide girl of the cheerleader yeah, squad. Yeah. These are supposed to be high school kids. And she's, like, just, covered just, in tattoos. Covered in ink. <laughs> Which is great. So, and the sprinkler system comes on, and they all just go, ew, oh. And then they just start screaming. Yeah. Ah! And they're just taking it. Yeah, they don't, why don't, they why don't, don't even run away from the ass. They just stand there and take it. Why don't you just <laughs> jog away? Just like Master Blaster would say. Or not, was it Master Blaster? Oh, no. Um, God damn it. I can't think of his name. I don't know. Mad Max. Lord Awesome, Lord, uh, you know, I, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. Chris just Jericho? walk away. <laughs> walk away. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, the, the Springers are in a fixed position. They cannot just move out yeah. of the way. Well, they're just standing there, and then their faces are melting, and they're peeling off yeah. their skin on yeah. their that, face. This is the best, these yeah. are the best effects in the entire, it's, it's like they blew their entire budget wad in this opening scene. And it's not a bad, it's no, pretty good effect. No, it's really not. So they're peeling their faces off, their skin's coming off, they're all screaming, and one girl like spits out her tongue. Yeah, her and, tongue like melts off, and she spits out into her hand. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And then they all start to fall over like slutty dominoes. Yeah, it's one by one. <laughs> And the weird was the last one to fall, like, it was like, I almost meant, like, being on the set, and the drug's like, all right, you guys die. And it's like, she re- she looks like she's refusing to die. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm going to be the last one standing. Because you kind of look around watching it, her yeah. watch the other but girls fall. But it's like, fall. They, they fall like slutty dominoes. Yeah, it's like, one bumps in the other, to the another, to the another, to the another, and then going around a circle. And the one girl kind of moves out of the way. Yeah, it's like, so I'm going to make sure I'm going to be the so last she one standing. be the last one standing. <laughs> so... And as they're all dying and melting, like this male cheerleader coach just watches them. Yeah. And he tries to look scared and shocked, but his acting is so bad that he can't even pull off simple facial expressions. He just covers his mouth with his hand going, Hoop. He looks more like he just watched his dog shit on somebody else's floor <laughs> instead of witnessing the a... gruesome deaths of an entire cheerleading team. He looks more embarrassed than shocked. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like, like oh. oh my God, I'm sorry I'm in this movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So now the opening credits roll, which consists of, like, 80s hair metal over montages of various cheerleading performances. And again, like, 80s cheerleading performances. Yeah. It was, like, old like footage. Straight from the VHS. Yeah, it's, like, old found footage of, like, you know, short, tight, poofy, permed up hair. Yeah, like, 70s like, and 80s Real slim gals doing, you know, cheerleader routines. Um, so... After credits, we get one year later, well, years pass now, and this group of six cheerleaders are riding in a van on the way to cheerleading camp, along with the camp's, I guess, head cheer coach, who's played by Jennifer Banco. Right. Um, the slutty, bitchy, blonde girl immediately starts picking on the dark-haired girl, making fun of her being, like, pale and, I guess, goth-like, um, although she's really not goth. She's just... She's got dark she's hair. She's got dark she's hair. Pale. And she's, yeah, yeah, she's not, she's not all black with makeup and all that. Yeah, she's just, she doesn't have any tattoos or anything no. like that. She's not wearing like a metal shirt or anything like no. that. Yeah, she's just a girl. Yeah. And so it's, apparently it seems like each of these girls is from a different school, which again, I think is odd. And 
I've never been to a training camp myself, but I would think <laughs> you that... You haven't? No. I, huh. I, I, I missed out on that. But I would think that, one, there'd be more than just six girls attending this camp. So this is either a really shitty camp or it's, like, super elite if there's only six girls attending. Well, that was kind of the thing they were kind of getting at is because the rich bitch, you know, the bitchy one, she's like, my dad comes from a good family. He's spending good money. Yeah, that does come like up later. you shouldn't be here. He's spending, you know, like, they mentioned a few times. And then when they get to the fucking camp, the place looks like dog oh, shit. Oh, we're going to the, talk about the camp. Oh, my God. Um, and the other, like, the other thing about that is I think it's weird is that, one, I would think a whole cheerleading team would attend, and not just one girl from a team. Right. Um, what are they going to learn? Because, yeah, it's like what, how you said. You learn as a team. Yeah, exactly. It's a team. Now, I'm basing this all my information solely on the movie Bring It On from what I saw from that cheerleader <laughs> camp movie. That's, I but know, I mean, one of your favorites. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, at least in that movie, like, they had whole teams there competing and, and learning together, not just one girl from each team. Because what are you going to do? It's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, and it's not like this is like the Olympic cheerleader team where you get the best of the right, best right. team to come together, and or it's just it's weird. I don't understand it. it doesn't you make get sense. the one girl from Mississippi who can do the best backhand spring and has perky tats. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, during the ride, one of the girls in the back asks if this is the place where all those girls got murdered last year, and then Banco, uh, Coach Paddington, which has Banco, uh, tells him that it doesn't matter that was last year. Don't worry about it. Uh, she's she not still, a very good coach. She's just letting them all bitch each other. Yeah, she. she she's tra- got every now and like, she's like, "Stop she's it!" She's got like no power. No. She also tells them no cell phones are allowed at camp because, of course, that's in every movie can't have cell phones because you know it pokes too many holes. Yeah. Days. <laughs> so they gather up all the cell phones in yeah, a bag. and they put them in a bag and uh, she takes the bag. So eventually, they're all just dropped off and they just parking lot yeah now this is weird just they gravel a lot like out in the woods and, and mind you the sound quality is this is where it plummets here. it was piss poor to begin with but it just gets really worse so basically yeah. what happened they drop off they get dropped off and they have to walk a mile yeah to the camp. camp and you know when you think of a cheerleader you think of an athletic gal yeah you know someone who's very fit and they come pouring Unless they're the base <laughs> hey they can still you still gotta be strong as hell man. you still gotta have a physical you know you gotta be athletic <laughs> They come pouring out of the van, and they're all just either skin and bones or, like, kind of chubby, you know? And they're yeah, just... they're pretty much all skin and bones except for Blondie, who's the thickest one. But she looks – she's not really fat. She just looks chubby she's compared thick, to yeah, because everybody yeah. else is thick and just But none of them have an athletic build. Like, none of them really look like in any way, shape, or form could be an athlete. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'll, 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 so I'll give you that they one. don't look like cheerleaders at all. They no. just look like they should be at Starbucks smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> – Coffees all day. Yeah, so yeah, they, they, they the van, they start walking, the van just leaves. The van drops them off and leaves. And because we said this is where the sound, sound quality is really shit here. And I'm guessing the filmmakers were relying on like the built in mics on the camcorders yeah, and not boom mics. You can't, you all you hear are bugs. Yeah. And, and you and hear like, like, you hear voices, murmurs, but you yeah. can't understand it's what they're really saying. It's really hard. And there's no subtitles on this because I tried turning subtitles on because <laughs> I, like, I can't hear this, but there's no subtitles. So. They come to this sign for Horizon Fields Cheerleader Camp, which in great shitty movie fashion is just a tiny wooden sign nailed to a tree in the middle of a forest. It's really shitty. <laughs> so, and if I was him, I'd be like, I want my money back already. Like, yeah. this is the sign of the camp. I got to walk a mile in, and there's a sign of the camp. And there's only six of us, and that's a sign nailed to a tree, huh? Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, when we finally arrive at the camp, we see that it's just a house in the woods. With overgrown grass and a crappy handmade banner that reads, Welcome Cheerleaders, taped to the side of a house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. <laughs> um, 
So they enter this building. They're greeted by caretaker Quinn. Now, why the janitor is the one greeting them and not like the camp director or another coach is beyond me. And yet another sign that just camp is just shit. Yeah. He's very polite. He is. He's, he's very, very nice. polite. But it's like, I've never gone to like a camp or, yeah, a, or... A, a seminar or an event or something. And the janitor is the one greeting me. Right. And, and he even checks him in like a desk clerk at a hotel. He's like, oh, let me sign you in and get you your keys. And I'll show you to your room. So like, what? <laughs> Where's guy, the, who this guy wears, this place? This guy wears a lot of hats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Banco presents the girls with their camp shirts and again it's just one more indication how shitty this place is because they don't even get proper matching camp shirts like we see nearly every other camp movie even sleepaway camp the series they, had camp, mad, they yeah. all had matching camp yeah. shirts um none of these shirts match they're just generic solid colored shirts and each girl wears a different color so i'm assuming this got it from is, the thrift store i'm yeah. giving this mm. is done to help differentiate differentiate one boring Interchangeable girl from the next because they don't have fucking names. Yeah, instead of names, you just refer to them as the color of their shirt, I don't, which is I don't, what I do. I don't know any of their names, and I watched this movie twice, and I don't have any of their fucking names. I, I get a few names. I know there. I got the one. I got Courtney's the bitch. Courtney's the blonde and bitch. That's it. There's I know there's a Betty and like a Tanya. That's like that's that's it. So I, I just call them you know bitchy. I just then, call them by the color of their shirt. No, that's good. exactly what it's I did. Good. So um, so the pale girl, that blonde girl makes fun of earlier, who is, again, she will now be called, referred to as purple or purple shirt. Um, she's in her bunk with blue shirt. <laughs> and they chit-chat in the room, again, but it's really hard to hear because sound quality really goes up. Yeah. Um, purple starts to cry and tells her story about how she was one of the six girls that was supposed to send, spend their summer here last year. This story goes on for like five Forever. minutes. I know. And it has stuff to do with her having insomnia, and then she's sleeping good, and then she's, she's not feeling depressed. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, God, it's so ridiculous. This is what you need to know out of this conversation. Yeah, okay. She was supposed to be part of the group that got killed last year. She was one and team from, make it, yeah. Yeah, from Westbridge, right. the high school. Westbridge and, cheerleader and team. she didn't make it. Yeah. So, because she was sick or something. And, and she, that's it. That's all you really need to know. Uh, Yeah. I mean, she meant, yeah. Okay. Father died, sister went to college. She lost her appetite for some reason at that point. And then she started becoming like anorexic or something. Yeah. Uh, But that never comes back. So No, it really yeah. doesn't. She said she passed out during a cheer practice and she woke up in the hospital. Doctors put her on bed rest, which is why she had to skip the camp and yeah. was replaced by a girl named Zoe Decker who keeps popping back. That name keeps repeating. Coming up, but she, and then she tells her about the girls being burnt by the ass and how she should have been one of them. She has like survivor's guilt. So, um, and at that point, I'm like, why the fuck would you even come here? Right? Why? If that's the case, I would want nothing to do with this place. Like, oh my god, I almost was here and would have been dead. I dodged I would, a bullet. Yeah, I'm not going yeah. back there. But she comes here. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's like she she's not coming here to like track down the murderers. Like, she has no agenda. She's just there to cheer. You can go another cheerleading camp yeah, this year. You can go to any other fucking place. She's not there to avenge the deaths of her friends or anything or find the culprit. And she said, they think they even asked her. And she goes, well, face your fears. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. So, also, let's mention that. Like, we're talking about the opening scene. People, The opening scene was clearly shot at, like, a high school. Yeah. I mean, we see the school there. They show mm -hmm. it clearly. And, and like, the like football a, field yeah, with the scoreboard behind yeah, them. Yeah. And none of this And is... none of this is at the shitty camp in the woods. I mean, it's clearly two different locations, but yet it's supposed to be the camp. No, fuck you, filmmakers. We're not idiots. Well, let's go outside and shot, watch them practice now. So yeah. this is when they, the, the, the team or the, the girls are outside practicing. Yeah, and the caretaker is sneaking around the woods, and he kind of spots them and watches them from behind the bushes. Mm -hmm. 
And Purple is leading the girls in a cheer. And why is she leading? I don't know. She's a camera like the rest. I'm like, shouldn't Coach Bank or Coach Panton or Banco be the one leading? And but it's she's a, it's, leading. It's a really it's really lame. They're going through this routine, but then out of nowhere walks this guy out of the woods. Oh, okay, okay. Let's, before we get there, give me one fuck. second. Oh. oh my god, we're coming up there. Um, let's let me introduce. Okay, we have. Just to clarify who we have here, we have purple, we have blue shirt who is holding the most generic and cheap pom poms I've ever seen. They're like pom poms on a stick. Like I've never actually seen cheerleaders use them, but you see, like you seem like I'm like like sure. five three year old girls cheerleading costumes at like a giant box costume, like this yeah. kind of costume bag. I, and then you have uh, pink shirt, which is Courtney's snobby bitch in pink. You have green shirt. And then you have neon yellow or neon green, depending on what lighting there is, the church changes the color, and orange shirt. So that's who we have. And this is where we're coming to. Like, out of fucking nowhere. It just drops into slow motion. And, and this you go ahead. You can take this one. This, like, this oh, guy God. comes out of the woods with no shirt on, and he's just, like, glistening. And this really loud, like, grind kind of music. It's like, yeah, we're going to get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, like like, horrible dubstep, really crazy music comes on, and he just comes out, and he's just he's you know got a six pack and everything, and he's just rubbing. Barely, I mean, he's supposed to be like the sexy hunky guy, but I mean, he's in shape, he's trim, but he's not. not But he's just rubbing himself and rubbing his hands through hair, and purple shirt is just going. Oh, like yeah. her her she's, jaw, she, her, her panties are wet at this point. Kaboosh! Yeah, she's getting yeah. moist in the nether Like reason. she just cannot take enough of this, and he just and then he and then it cuts back to so it cuts to her, and she's just like rubbing her nips and stuff. She's just <laughs> totally into it, and it goes back to him, and now he's covered in blood. Yes, blood is being sprayed on him from somewhere. Just blood all over, and him. he's, and he's like, still it... like rubbed himself all sexy <laughs> with blood all over him, and it cuts back to her again, still jilling off. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, thought, I was like, what and this is music, happening? This music, the, the, the sound quality is so bad. Everything's so quiet. And this music's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So this goes on for a minute, and then then purple standing there, and then a sprinkler, sprinkler hits her. Comes back on. And now I'm thinking, okay, is it acid? I don't know, but a sprinkler hits her, and it wakes her and up she, out of her daze. Yeah. And, and then, that's it. And then they cut the bango. And, and Courtney's <laughs> supposed to say something clever, but you can't hear what the fuck she says. No. Because the sound is so bad. And that's the scene. That is the scene. And it just never comes back. Nope. We don't know who the fuck this kid was. Never see him again. We don't know what he was. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I guess he was hallucinating. You never see him. And you never. it's not like she ever hallucinates again later in the movie. Like she's we, never, thing. we never it's see him again. such a he weird, never says a one thing. and done thing. It's so fucking strange. Yeah. Um, so we go to Banco and the caretaker talking, and he tells her that his duties are done, and he's off to go fishing for a week. Um, I also noticed that behind them in this conversation is a wheelbarrow filled with, like, just overflowing with prop decoy ducks used for duck hunting. They didn't know that. And again, like, why would a cheerleading camp have these? Like, why would this be at a cheerleading camp? And this takes him to, to him fishing at sunset, where for no reason at all, he just falls and rolls down a slight hill, like, into the water's edge. That's the whole scene. Supposed to be, be, be comedic? I don't I, know. Yeah, but there's not like, he, like the fish, he just stands there, all of a sudden he just falls. Whoops. And yeah. that's the whole scene. I don't know what the point of that was or why it was even there in the first place, 
But, but that, that's it. And now we see a car pull up to where the van uh, drop dropped, the, girls dropped the girls off. And Pink walks up to uh, walks up to the car where a guy in a panda suit asks her if she really wants to go through with this. And she says yes. I'm thinking maybe she's in the furries. Yeah, she's in the you know, furries. She's, she's, now, that would be an awesome twist. She's lonely. She's bored. She, you know, finds a guy on Craigslist to, a you know, furry. I, that, satisfy I, her furry. That fetish. would make this movie so much better. It would. <laughs> so we also learned that he brought her a bear trap for some reason, which. She's into some weird is kinks. a surprise for a girl. She, she, which she says, oh, that's a surprise for a girl who doesn't belong here. And I'm like, good God, that's a bit extreme. It's fucking brutal. A bear trap, which is like comically large. Like I've never seen a bear trap this big before. It's like half the size of a kitchen table. It's like a T Rex trap. Yeah. It's gigantic. Um, and so she takes this insane large bear trap from him, <laughs> and she starts to walk off. When he shouts out, "Hey, why the hell am I even doing this? You don't even know my name." And on that, she pulls her shorts down and flashes him her ass in a pink thong. And then just walks away. Like, and he oh, goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's ass. why I was doing it. Ass. And now a Jeep pulls up next to this car, and he asks if that's Courtney. Are you fucking serious? You just watched her walk away with a bear trap right in front of you. She's still in the and distance. She would still be visible. And she's asking if she's in the Jeep that just pulled up from behind you? <sighs> oh, so he gets out of the car, walks around to the driver's side Jeep, and looks inside, and oh, there's nobody there. Oh, oh. And he finds a manila envelope with the word cheer on it and two pom-poms. He opens it up and takes the he opens the door, takes the envelope, and why would he do this? I don't know. There's nothing special about the envelope. It's marked for cheerleading camp, so not the ordinary. And he just, he just basically steals somebody's property and invades their car. <laughs> and he opens up the envelope and he pulls out a card that reads, No boys allowed. And this is when he's stabbed in the back by a pitchfork. He falls to the ground and says, my name is Matt Copeland. Fuck and you. fuck you. And then he dies. I gotta say, I kind of liked it. Which are just, I thought those are some odd last words. Yeah, but. he just, he gets stabbed in the back, falls, and goes, my name is Matt Copeland, Copeland. and fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> he just dies. Yeah. So then they pulled this is this saw there's something stupid too is they pulled out the pitchfork and blood is spurting out and it has that sound effect of like being slimed it's like <laughs> it's a stock sound effect that you've heard a million times but it's used on like Scooby Doo cartoons <laughs> when they're sliding in mud or something it's such bullshit I heard that and I was like really come on um can, I also want to talk about can we mention how unprobable that would be like how one the killer knows that that boy's coming two to be have that note ready and be there right on time three, three get, get out of the car a, out it's a jeep it's yeah. a jeep like there's no way this happens no. in real life and, and there's it's ridiculous like oh, she must be a psychic to <laughs> realize that well she she played one <laughs> well <laughs> she well, played a young psychic she played a young psychic <laughs> Or, well, she wasn't psychic. She was just telekinetic. Oh, she was a telekinetic. That's yeah, right. That's psychic. right. She was, yeah. So now we catch She's up. not Jean Grey. She's no. just telekinetic. Got it. Well, Jean Grey's telekinetic, and... That's why I'm saying she's not Jean Grey. No, she's not yeah. Jean Grey. Right. Okay. So we catch up with the rest of the girls telling, like, scary stories around this tiny, tiny little, like, baby lantern. It's the, yeah, it's like a it's Coleman. So it's so cute and adorable. Coleman lantern. It's like baby's yeah. Fisher-Price lantern. Yeah. <laughs> baby's first, first lantern. lantern. And... Hold on to your butts, because it's about to get really stupid and weird here. (laughs) 
So Pink tells a story about a deranged killer that was a legendary porn star in the 70s with a 12-inch cock. And she says that one day while filming an orgy, he just snapped and lost it. He fucked everyone on set, crew, actors, and even some pizza delivery person. Fucked them he to fucked death. Fucked them to death with his foot-long schlong. And <laughs> over the next three nights, he killed dozens of people, both men and women. Just out on the streets. Just out just fucking to death. And he was cornered in a dildo warehouse where he fucked to death the SWAT team that tried to arrest him. And one of them was found with a large hole in the back of his head. From his cock. From his cock. <laughs> what? <sighs> wow. That is in this movie. Now, actually, I won't lie. I wish he would have shown flashbacks. Like, actually recorded that and shown that. That'd be kind of funny. That would be pretty hilarious. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> So later that night, Bank goes wandering around the woods in like a silk robe with a flashlight for some unknown reason. She's just out in the woods. We don't know why. She's just there. Yeah, and she's like creeping. Yeah. She's like squatted down, like sneaking and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, but we, there's, you never know why. She's she, not like, yeah. oh, somebody's out there. Like, mm-hmm. what's, she's just there. No reason. And she enters a greenhouse uh, and, sees, and she sees someone in the back. She's like, oh, it can't be you. And walks straight towards the camera, shining the flashlight right into the lens. Cut away to the outside of the greenhouse, which is lit up by the light of her flashlight, and we hear the sounds of her being killed. We, it, it, but it's even shitty sounds. It's just like, dunk, dunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't it, know. It's, it's really it's, bad stabbing. I couldn't that. tell what was happening. I was like, is she getting killed? What's going on? Because the very next picture is a skeleton with fire around it. Yeah, it's sunrise now. It's burning charred skeleton with awful CGI fire, like. Not like it's not the skeleton's not burning. It's like they there's a skeleton and they put fire in front of exactly. the skeleton. And it's, so I'm sitting there thinking, uh, did did she just get killed? And that's now her burning because I'm kind of confused. Yeah, like the the editing was so bad. I didn't know. I'm like, I I guess she got killed, or they're burning. And the skeleton is very comical. I mean, yeah. it's it's a really shitty skeleton. Yeah, it's not good. Like I said, I, I, they blew all their budget on that those the acid melting yeah, the first yeah. scene. Um. So and. We're on that skull for like maybe five seconds. It jumps right back to the girls who are waiting around for breakfast. And they're wondering about the whereabouts of Banco. And one of them says, she found this on her bed. And she produces another manila envelope. And when opened, the card on it reads six. There's a red six on the card. Right. Now, we cut to Pink and her sidekick, Orange, having a dance party in the grass. Yeah, there's this weird, like, montage of them playing around playing yeah, grab it's ass. Like, yeah, and, it's just so, and it goes on for, like, a five lot, minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, pink and orange are just dancing, dancing it up. And purple and blue play catch with the They're frisbee. frisbee. While yeah. green and neon go for, like, a walk in the woods. Yeah, and it's... And the music is, like, weird 70s, like, funk. Like, boo, boo. It's really like weird. 80s, like, 80, like if, if any of our listeners have ever heard of Blowfly before... He was a porn. He was like one of the very first rappers in the early, early, early '80s. But he was like a pornographic rapper. I highly recommend his stuff. He just recently passed away. R.I.P. Blowfly. <laughs> but his music was out there, and uh, some of his uh, songs are "Come Fuck the Devil," uh, "Computer Fuck," uh, <laughs> yeah, "Spanish Fly," "Ain't No Lie." So check him out. Yeah, it's. I put it more as like just godful shitty electronic music. That's it was, just, well, that's what it was too. Um, and during this green and neon. They end up dancing on top of, like, some old building that looks like it might have been some kind of, like, watchtower or, like, a hunter's shed or who knows. But she's, they're walking in the woods and actually, you know, they're dancing on top of yeah, a building, it's, too. Yeah, it's really it's like, what? It's long and stupid. So, finally, it ends, and Pink goes on another bullying rant targeted at Purple. And during the rant, Pink says that her daddy spent good money to send her here, and 
if again, if that's the case, then he got majorly ripped off. Big time. If I was her dad, I'd be fucking pissed. The thing that really bugs me also just about this film in general is that no one took the time to fucking mow the lawn. Yeah. Keep the grass because when they're walking around, I mean, we're talking, it's like past their ankles. Yeah, it's shit and high. It's yeah. easy. It's, like, if this, like, again, it's if this really... is an expensive cheerleader camp, you would think the grounds would be well maintained. They have a fucking groundskeeper who's apparently, <laughs> who apparently says dudes are dumb, but he's busy doing other things, Marshall. Yeah, he's barely yeah. falling into water somewhere. Falling into he's, he's busy, like, cleaning the rooms. He's maintaining. He's checking people Checking in. people in. Get them their key. Yeah, he's doing craft services. Yeah. Come on. So, he's part of the cook. Yeah, the guy's cook doing too. everything. But, I mean, really, I mean, just from a production standpoint, mow the fucking grass yeah, that like, you're going to shoot in. Yeah. Like, obviously, you have somebody's house they filmed. Just cut just Yeah, fucking, I thought the yeah. same thing. Like, I was like. Because the first time I saw it, like they bothered me too. Like, God damn, cut the grass it's at bad. least. That's like that does not going to cost you anything. No, just cut some grass. And so, purple caused pink tits and heels, and this is apparently enough to cause pink to storm off and <laughs> and rage. So, meanwhile, green and neon they're off t- somewhere talking about boys, and green looks like a fetus with giant teeth. She is yeah, a weird looking girl. girl. She's really skinny head and really thin and long. But she's got these giant buck teeth. Like she's, hard, yeah, she's odd looking. It's called meth, Marshall. <laughs> Probably. Meth. So purple and blue, who have, purple and blue have kind of become buddy buddies in this movie now. So yeah. they're talking about the missing coach. And again, I should mention, almost all these girls look like they're in their early twenties and nowhere near high school age. Yeah, well, they look. <laughs> well, early twenties is generous. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking like they're on the uh, the wrong side of twenty. So you know, yeah, you know. like there's uh, they're clearly nowhere near high no, school. No, no, not at all. Um, so, so it made me also think: Are they college cheerleaders? Yeah, but, but they're high school. It still make it's, they always talk sense. about Westbridge yeah. High School and yeah, all that. Yeah. So Pink leads Orange out to show her the now set and hidden bear trap she she set up in the field, and then tells about her plan to get purple, and. Another long scene of purple, blue, and neon walking and talking about the missing coach. And the, there's, it's boring. Bullshit. Nothing happens. So back at the cabin slash house, um, Orange is touching up her makeup in a mirror and doing her hair. And again, I'm not a girl, but why would she be wearing makeup at a girl's only camp in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the summer heat? I don't understand. Like why most girls, I'd be like, Thank God I don't have to wear makeup. Gotta it's keep it it's fresh, fucking hot. Gotta. We're sweat. We're cheerleading all day. We're gonna be sweaty. Like I don't know who she's trying to impress or why. I don't know. It just I thought it was weird. Like that yeah. she'd be doing makeup here. Um. So she hears noises coming from behind her, but she sees nothing at first. And then she suddenly stands up and spins around, ready to stab a mystery person with a wielding a vibrator, a pink vibrator that is turned on and vibrating. Like what? Where did this come from? Yeah, like I okay, I'm not gonna say okay, girl, bring your vibrator, sure, fine, th- but but it's on the vanity where you're doing your makeup, and yeah, all of a and sudden it, this is your weapon of choice. And why would you have it out as a well? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't mind if you have it. I'm going more to power she, maybe she's thinking I'm going to fuck you to death. Who knows? Like, yeah, <laughs> she took a lesson from the porn star right. story. Like, what is she going to do with that? So uh, she spins around and she's now face to face with someone in a freshly cleaned panda suit and so i'm guessing whoever watching used a shit ton of oxyclean to get all that blood out because <laughs> they do show like being stuffed in the washer but there was so much blood on that thing that i, I call bullshit that thing would be stained yeah. red um well, hey billy may sold it you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. so orange drops the vibrator 
The panda stabs her through the eye with some sort of with, with a cheerleader baton. Yeah. Okay. At first, it took me forever to figure it was what a this fucking, fucking baton. it wasn't like the very end of the movie that I figured this out was a baton. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a twirling baton that he took one of the rubber ends off of. Pandas, no, the rubber end is still on the back. This is the thing. This is the thing that no, like, the thing that popped out was her eye in the back. No. Yeah, it was her eye that popped I out to the back so. of her head, and and then the sticking out the front is still has the white rubber end. But I swear, like when he stabs it through her eye and it comes through her skull, it's her, it's her eyeball. This is that's the best. The this end. is the best part is that she gets stabbed to the head or stabbed to the eye. They show a picture of her and she goes. <laughs> and then they show the back of her head where poof, it punches through. Yeah. So it's like stab, delayed scream, scream. delay <laughs> puncture to the back of the head. It's like yeah. one shot, two shot, three shot, scene. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> so time passes and Green enters. Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. So Green enters the bunk room. She undresses and goes to take a bath. Now, we don't see any tits or ass, which is fine because I don't really want to see hers anyway. <laughs> and she knocks. Like concentration camp tits. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it, yeah. It, so she hears a knock at the door, but there's no one there when she opened it. And the only surprise here is the gigantic back tattoo that Green has. Now, again, I don't know any high school kids who have giant back pieces. <laughs> like, really? They might have some shitty tattoos here and there, but she's a pretty big piece. I mean, it's like shoulder to shoulder, right. huge piece. And she returns to her bubble bath, and she submerges herself. And then when she comes back up, opens her eyes, there's the panda standing over her with a plunger. Now, this is where... <sighs> this is fucking retarded. <laughs> he jams the plunger onto her face, covering her mouth and nose, and just basically just starts plunging her to death. But he doesn't push her under the water. No! It, like, it, that would be my first thought. It's like, okay, he's going to push her face under the water and keep her pinned yeah. where she'll drown. No. No, it's like Apparently he's plunging like, her face like a toy. Like, I guess he's supposed to be sucking the air out of her? It's but it's so stupid. stupid. It's, bon- it's fucking bonkers ridiculous. It, it can't it's, work. It, no. It will not work. And the fact is, it's not even an airtight seal around her face. Like, it, there's no way this works. I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, I call bullshit. Why didn't they just shove her under the water? Exactly. That would have so much more push sense. Push her down. You can see her thrashing around and yeah. all that stuff, but no, you're gonna have this ridiculous like death of putting a fucking plunger, plunger on. Her yeah, exactly. I thought this thing is the stupidest thing. So once she's dead, Panda leaves the plunger stuck to her face for a bit, and he he walks off where it falls off. Now downstairs, purple, blue, and neon—they're eating dinner, and the camera angle clearly shows that the bedroom Green was just in is an open loft that you can see through from. The bottom, and you can you're seeing them all at that table. You have an above shot yeah. of them sitting at that table. Yeah, right. And then they show like a table at a table up, and you clearly see into like the the lofty bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the girls feel like I don't know if it's a drip, something drips down, or they hear something because well, again, the sound. This is the thing again. The sound, quality, but they're feeling the air. There's something dripping down on them. Okay, but we just saw the above shot. We just saw the above it, shot. There's no bedroom. There's yeah. nothing there. No. There's nothing be- above. There's no ceiling above them. They'd be dripping down on them. Exactly. It's the roof, but it's not a. It's, it's they're not beneath the bathroom where uh, they, which was what they make the thing. It's the bathroom overflowing right. the water, and so they're like, oh no, so and so took a now, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that girl just, just took a clearly bath. not. It's yeah. a wide open ceiling above them. So the three of them head upstairs to check it out, and Neon enters the bathroom where they find the dead body of Green in the bathtub. They rush downstairs to use the phone, but of course it's not working. 
and they try to figure out where the coach might be, where where coach might put their cell phones. In excuse me, in comes Pink, still being bitchy and just oblivious to what's happened. She's just like, damn, damn, damn. Yeah. And they fill in Pink on what's happened and show her Green's body. And Pink's like, well, maybe she just killed herself. I don't care. And they all hear a purple scream from off camera, rush to her side. And that's when they discover the body of Orange and uh, with the baton still sticking out of her eye. And while all the girls are looking at the body, Purple decides to hide a manila envelope she finds yeah. down her shorts. Yeah. Which, again, is fucking So makes she no finds sense. a manila envelope that, that has been found now twice. So it's. it's Yeah, this is the third one. This now. is the third one, and she, you see it kind of shove it into the back of her shorts. So I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. Maybe purple, or I call her scum in this one, <laughs> because they keep calling her scum. But scum might be in on this, so I'm like, ah, purple might be in on this. Hmm. Yeah, because she, I maybe she's I, I didn't hiding the evidence. So that was my first inclination. I, I get it, but I didn't get that inclination. But I understand it. I was like, why the fuck would you hide this? And if you are in on it, and you're everybody else, is, you're leaving here to be found. Why would you hide? Because you want these to be found in the first place. That's a good point. Yeah. So well, it was just fishy. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Um. So the four of them argue over who they think the killer is. Pink says it can't be the caretaker because he's too ugly. And if she's going to be killed by someone, she wants to be someone hot. Which Perfect just, logic there. Yeah, perfect logic. And she also throws out, that's why ugly people become serial killers because no one will fuck them. She might be onto something there. <laughs> she might be onto something there. You hear about these motherfuckers who commit these mass murders, and it's like they're always social outcasts and actual little wieners. And then I bet you just... And I bet always, you, I mean, Ted was, Bundy was... Uh, everybody said he was a really handsome, nice that's true, guy. That's he, true. He was married. Women loved Ted Bundy. Well, that guy was a true psychopath. He's, he's stuck. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm talking about these mass murderers, you know, these guys who walk into... Fucking theaters and shoot people up. Oh, well, that's different than serial down. killers, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, saying. but it's like there's a, there's a little nugget of truth to it. Some people just need to get their dick sucked once yeah. in a while, <laughs> and you know what? They'll probably just chill the fuck out. There you, you go. <laughs> so, purple then pulls out another envelope, uh, and this one, the car inside the car, uh, pink thinks it has an S on it for sex, and it's clearly a five. Yeah. And she's like, oh, the cure wants to rape us and kill us, and maybe not in that order. And But I'm like, what? It's just, it's a fucking Bad five, writing. people. Yeah. It's just stupid. Um, time passes, and they're all sitting on the couch trying to figure out what to do next. And they go back and forth on whether they should make a run for it or stay put. And if they stay, they have to two more nights to stay alive before the van comes to pick them up, I guess, on Sunday or something. And so they decide to stick it out. And uh, I was like, we're going to stay here. And, and, and so Pearl was like, okay, we need to get out there. Gather as many weapons as we can, which are going to be mostly gardening tools. And she's Purple then says, because I'm team captain, which, by the way, where did that come from? Where is she in charge? She, there was never, like, an election. Okay, Purple, you're a captain. Nope, you're in charge. She, she, she just decided. She just, like, took over. Which is weird because she's the one, like, everybody's making fun of. Right. Except she's, for Blue. Like, she's, like, the low man on the totem yeah, pole. Yeah, so why would she be in charge? Um, so she tells Neon and Pink to go look for weapons out in the shed while Blue and herself search the house. And it's funny because the first weapon that she recommends is a lawnmower. Yeah. She's like, there's things we can defend ourselves with. Lawnmowers. Yeah, rakes and lawnmowers. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, lawnmowers? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So uh, the two they, the two groups split up and go off their own their own way. Maybe they get dead alive when he's running through <laughs> chopping everybody up with that thing. Um, so Neon, at this point, Neon's shirt looks like it's glowing in the dark as they enter the greenhouse. Yeah. And they search the greenhouse uh, where Pink's bitching some more about stupid. She's just always bitching. And in the back of the greenhouse, which is now is obviously a completely different building. Right. 
They find an no, axe. It's like a garage. Yeah. yeah, it's like a yeah, and a large guardian shears, like straight up Brutus the Bar Beefcake style shears, and also in this room for some reason, like this good sized bubbling pool of water for, and the water looks like rusted red. Like I don't, know, I don't know why the water is there. It's like I don't get. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe someone's gonna be killed. No, it, it's just there. Um, and they also find now they find the dead body of Matt and the burnt skull remains of Coach Paddington. And they run off to tell the others. But they leave the weapons. They do. Like, the whole reason they went out there is they have this giant axe now and these shears. Like, they have a big axe and some shears. You know, some proper weapons yeah. to defend themselves with. And they're like, fuck it. Fuck it, we'll just leave them here. Exactly. So back now it's blue and purple. They head down into the basement where they find another envelope, which I don't understand why this is done. Because all the other envelopes have been found on or near a body. Mm. This one's just, like, hanging from a string tied to the basement ceiling. It's just there. And inside, Blue finds a newspaper article that talks about last year's murders, and it's got some numbers circled on it. And it mentions the girls are trained for the National Cheerleading Convention and blah, blah, blah. And it goes on to say that Zoe replaced Purple, which we already know, so they're just restating things they've already said, and that Purple's name is circled in red. And she continues on saying that caretaker Quinn was accused of, like, four counts of sexual misconduct with the girls from Westbridge High. Like, again, like, why? Why did they even put that in there? Yeah, like, this doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, Unless, again, they're trying to, oh, maybe Quinn's the killer. But uh, sexual misconduct is a long jump from being, like, a a pedophile or diddler, kid diddler to to a fucking mass murderer. Um. So now, <laughs> so purple pulls out an envelope. Now that's the one she hid down her shorts, and she shows the, the blue, and the card inside has a red on it. But for some reason, purple thinks it's an infinity symbol. Oh my god, I was so which, mad at this. Are you, every other card scene has had a number on it, but yeah, like oh, this must be an infinity symbol. And every single human being would look at it and say it's, it's an, an eight. eight. Yeah, like don't get yeah if you flip side it's infinity. But it, everybody's first inclination is gonna be oh that's an eight, yes. not an not infinity, infinity symbol. Ugh. Fuck you, purple. Yeah, and then purple re- realizes the cards are six, seven, eight, and nine. But she says the S is for the seven, and I'm like, huh? That was a five. What in what universe does S equals seven? I would get it if it was a V for like the Roman numeral five, but what the fuck is an S equals seven? I guess S start or seven starts with an, an S, S. Maybe that's the logic. That's the, oh, yeah, I mean, but why that's not a, that's just a, put that's a, a seven? Pretty big fucking leap. I don't get it. I, it makes no sense. The whole thing, the whole reason they put an S there was to have that stupid line that Pink says, "Oh, he wants to fuck us and rape us or yep, something like that, that, is, that or rape us purpose. and kill us." It's oh my god! It's so awfully. I'm gonna pull my hair out so stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> she figures out that the killer is killing someone each hour, and the letters, uh, pre- the, numbers, the preview, yeah. the next attack, and that he or she wants them to know exactly how much time they have left to live. And at that point, I'm like, hmm, that seems very familiar to me. I think somebody watched New Year's Evil before they wrote this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they rush off to find neon and pink. And it cuts to Pink running by herself, and she's just by herself. She f- just trips and falls onto her bear trap. Yeah, and oh, <laughs> I do like the scene. She's running, and she goes, oh, God, I fucking hate running. <laughs> and she trips and falls and right falls onto the ball under, bear trap. Like, mid-torso. Yeah, it, it, it's lodged onto, it's like the side of her torso. So you got one claw in front and the other claw, like, in the back. So she's sandwiched in this thing. 
And she dies, but she says, at least it pushes up my boobs. I like it. And then she dies. I love, I wrote that down too. She falls and she goes, well, and she doesn't say this like with a dying voice. No. She doesn't say like, Ugh. she's like, well, it pushes up my boobs. I'll I like it. it. Mm. Dead. Dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> what the God fuck? God damn it. Like, are we. What in the balls? I know you're trying, I guess, you know, you're trying to make like a campy throwback to an A slasher. But they just. But nowadays they're going like, you preached from campy to just fucking. Scary movie, Wayne's Brothers slapstick spoof bullshit. But they weren't even doing campy good. No, they, they weren't. They, so it's it's really that's, I mean, that's the problem with this movie is like it starts off kind of like it's trying to be serious, a relatively serious you know horror movie, and it gets a little camp here and there. I mean, they got a guy in a fucking panda outfit killing people, so I don't know how serious you got there. But at the same time. None of the lines were like this. No, that's what I'm saying. None of the None. lines were coming, and then it, they just it doesn't comes fit. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't fit None. at all. It's just, and she doesn't even scream when she no, hits like the bridge. She's yeah. like, uh, she's uh, like, uh. you know, yeah. she's, she's, she's like, like, oh shit. There's no pain or anything. <laughs> and like, like I said, like she doesn't deliver the line like she's dying. She delivers it like no, it's, a, it's, it's a gag. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I was, I was anyway. Uh, so blue and purple, they're running around now in the dark, and they come across the body of Neon tied to a tree with a bloody pom-pom stuffed in her mouth. And there's also another envelope stuck between her and the rope. Blue takes it, opens it, and now it reads 2 o'clock, and they run off again. That, that's it. Plenty of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two of them end up in the back of the greenhouse where, they again, they find the bodies of Matt and the skeleton. And now, somehow, Purple makes the connection of being out of time and cheering with a stopwatch, which leads her to think that the killer is a cheerleader. And again, what is happening with the logic of this movie? I don't know where that came from. Please, any cheerleaders out there, anybody who is a cheerleader or knows anything that might actually hear this, please, contact us and let us know if you cheer to a stopwatch or are timed when you cheer. I mean, I maybe had to have a routine within a couple, you know, have you know, you don't want to go over like a time allotted or something. But I'm like, yeah, it's just weird. I'm thinking back to, okay, I'm at college, I'm watching our college, you know, our team, our, our school's football team and the cheerleaders are on the sidelines and they're cheering. I'm like, I'm, I remember about to, I don't see anybody standing there with that stopwatch or they're like, Come on, girls, making sure up. they get it in in time. They, they, <laughs> the game's going on behind them. They're just yeah. doing their thing whenever they want. Like, there's no mm-hmm. time restraint. Maybe basketball, you have to get in a timeout or like, a quick whistle, get in and out. But I, it's just fucking weird. I don't like, get it. I don't get it. So while standing over the dead body of Matt and the bird skeletal remains, they began, they began talking about why they became cheerleaders and they're giggling to each other. <laughs> Like, they've totally forgot that they're being murdered one by one and they're staying over two dead bodies. But no, let's start telling stories of why we became a cheerleader and laughing. What's next? The goddamn pillow fight in our bras and underwear? (laughs) God damn it! So, ugh. She sees that, so- and now Purple sees that something's not quite right with the skeleton. Something's not quite right. And starts which, reaching her uh, hands into God, the bra which, of the... By the way, yeah, the yeah. skeleton is wearing a perfectly fine and undamaged nightgown and robe, even though it's completely burnt to a crisp. So if basically someone took a burnt crisp skeleton and put on yes. a nighty. Yes! A pink nighty, perfectly fine, <sighs> including bra, and inside the bra yep. are tennis balls. Tennis balls, where the boobs should to be. To give them boobies. And again, this makes no sense, because if the body's burnt, the boobs would be burnt, 
two. So why would the skeleton have fake tennis ball boobies? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't understand this. Movie. I think that's the first time the whole t- the time on our podcast I've heard the phrase "fake tennis ball boobies" spoken, especially spoken with such rage and passion. I I kind of want to hear that again, but well, I'll listen to it later. So purple is in says that she thinks Coach Paddington was a man. Again, even if this is the case, why would the tennis ball still be intact? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) If he was a man and he's dead, the tennis balls would have been burnt too. Why? (laughs) (laughs) This is really getting you worked up. (laughs) 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 So suddenly the lights go out. Blue screams, purple grabs a flashlight and shines it on blue, who is now dead with a javelin through her vagina. (laughs) You just, (laughs) the lights go out, she drops the flashlight, purple picks it up and shines it on blue, who now has a javelin sticking out of her cooter. And she's like pinned to the wall. She's not even pinned because I thought she was pinned too. But then the javelin is ripped out from behind. Somebody rips it out from behind and she just falls over dead. So she's just paralyzed. She's with. She doesn't scream or anything. There's no scream. Exactly. Somebody would scream. That's not going to be like an instant kill. And that's Some, not. Yeah, it's not going to kill you instantly. There's you would have time couple, to scream. There's been a couple fucking movies we've seen where girls are getting into the vag. Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot more girls get into the vag. Yeah, we. The Bloody Bloody Bible Camp had the axe of the vag. Bloody Bloody Bible Camp had the axe of the vag. Um, New York Ripper had the broken oh, bottle to yeah. the edge, but that was a little more aggressive. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, that's that's two at least I can think of the top of my head where girls are getting badge attacked. Badge attacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so purple now runs out into the field and is chased by the killer in the panda suit, who's holding the javelin above his head the whole scene, and, and it's ridiculous. This, yeah, the whole scene is ridiculous looking. I mean, the, the pan is like running, like almost doing like knee highs while he's running, like trying to, like, with like a the jam over his head, like a spear or something. Like yeah. that. it's just fucking ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. Now this crap fest go, gets worse as Purple stops. She turns, kicks the pan in the crotch, and gently tackles oh the pan to yeah, the ground. Just, like, helps lower the pan to the ground. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a tackle, yeah. or a takedown of some sort, and it's just like. Let's turn you to the side and I'll and lay slow, you on yeah, the ground, slowly lay and then down. I'll mount you. And the kick yeah. is pathetic at that too. It's just like, eh. And, oh, so purple grabs a javelin and then impales it through the panda, through like the collarbone area, upper chest, mm. uh, painter pinning panda to the ground. Now a car pulls up, and an old woman shouts out the with window a, of purple with like a red Devo hat on. Yeah, she's and, like like the band Devo, like the weird hats they wear. It's like she's wearing one of those. Yeah. And so this old crotchy woman starts throwing lemons at Purple and then asks the driver, hey, hand me that can of tuna, which she throws at Purple as well. And meanwhile, Purple's just standing over the panda killer, her hand still gripping the javelin, face covered in blood. What the fuck is going the on? The car that just drives away. Yeah, well, it, like, it, this is my thought, <gasps> is that Purple looks at her and she's got blood on her face and she kind of gives a mean mug. I guess which supposed to spook him away, but it's so poorly done. It just doesn't make it doesn't, sense. It, it, None I mean, of that makes if sense. That, if that's what's supposed to happen, is it, it supposed clearly to be... doesn't show it because she, they never show her looking at the car. They show her back to the car getting food thrown at her, and they show her 
like the she face covered like, in blood, but she, she doesn't like, turn. Look, she never turns yeah. to the car. But in the first, why is this old lady throwing food at her in the first what place? What the fuck is going on? Why? Why are they even there? This place is supposed to be out in nowhere. It's not like she's along the side of a road. Camp. Yeah. It's not like she's just coming from church or something. Like, little lady, like, what is going on? Why? Why is this happening? Is this supposed to be funny? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. Uh, <laughs> God. So. Uh, Purple. So the car drives yeah, away. The car just drives away. It's just gone. And Purple removes the large mascot head to reveal that Coach Bank, uh, it's Banko, a.k.a. Coach Paddington, in bum, the panda bum, suit. Banko says that Quinn was supposed to leave, but he stayed on the grounds, and that's who's burnt skeleton they found. So that's who was burnt to death. So. And it, he, she killed him because she, he was going to spy on them, so she took care of him. She murdered him because he was a peeping Tom, supposedly. Yeah, so that's the that's okay. So that's a bit extreme. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Purple says, "What about you?" And she says, and then Bango says something because I can't really make again. The sound gets really shitty. I don't know what she said, but I did manage to catch her saying something about uh, now she has to spend her summers watching over ungrateful little shits like you. And she goes on to say that one day, my dear, you will, dear, you will understand when your looks are gone and your body has been ravaged by time. Well, she doesn't look that bad. No, she's not. She's, she's in pretty she's good still shape. A, she's I mean, in really good shape, and like, she's she a looks pretty, pretty good. Yeah, for I mean, she's older, but I mean, no, she's got. Oh yeah, she's in her thirties, maybe. She, she's got oh, it going no. on. She's like probably late thirties, early forties. She probably had the best on. body of the yeah. t- all everybody in this movie. She actually looks like she could do some fucking cheerleading. Yeah, she actually looks like pretty fit. Yeah, yeah. And purple replies, "So you killed everyone because you're having a midlife crisis." Banco says, "Calls it. I had an epiphany." Which Purple replies, well, that's insane. And then the end of the she's bankrupt replies, graduation is what's insane. They throw you out of school just to start another one from ground zero, stripped of your role. Uh, Banco also tells Purple that she reminds her of Zoe Decker. There's that name again. And if she lets, and if she lets her live, she will kill her because one of them has to die. Cue insane laughter. And again. Why does one of them have to die? This doesn't make any sense. And no, yeah, it's, well, it's I mean, like I, this isn't a blood feud or like oh you killed my father prepared like, right this is right. like a, to the death it's just oh i just said to the death it's a, camp a, to the death. i'm a little bit older than you you have to die yeah it's like i don't ugh. so purple says i have a better idea and then just smashes a watch like she breaks a watch that's her idea smashes the watch which makes panko go crazy yeah, she springs she, she's like laying flat on her back this morning then she sits up and she's like screaming freeze frame now, before the go- I go on to the rest of this, I want to know how the hell does Banco manage to sit up when she's been pinned to the ground with a javelin? <laughs> it's pinned to her shoulder and she just sits up. <laughs> Marshall, don't even try anymore. Oh. You just can't. You just can't win. You can't win. Come on, old lady with Devo hat throwing yeah. lemons. Yeah, okay. So we cut to Purple sitting in the back of an ambulance talking to some detective. Uh, he basically recaps what's happened in the movie. And we learned that Banco was responsible for the murders last year for the acid stuff. And for in, in case for some reason that wasn't already made clear, he says that. But, like, okay. So it's kind of funny because this scene where he's, she's talking to the cop, the cop's like, and a panda suit? 
That'd be the first thing I'd want to know. Why is this guy wearing a panda suit? It's like he basically becomes the audience in a way. Like, why the fuck? None of this shit makes sense. Yeah, he's like, you want me this to believe This is really what? stupid. You know, it's like the, basically the cop is almost like the audience. Because that's almost how I felt. I'm like, none of this was made sense. This is all ridiculous. This is all stupid. And he's kind of saying the same thing. And I'm like, is that intentional? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and while we're sitting there talking about it, this cop who has like this one of the smallest roles in this movie might be the best actor in this movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Maybe Banco did okay, but she was a little over top. But this guy was, I'm not saying he was Oscar worthy, great, but compared to everybody else, he was solid. Like, he was definitely oh, solid. The acting this is just. It's, oh, God. Um, so he talked to her some more about trying to make sense of what happened. And Purple asks to talk to her family. And like, so the cop's like, okay, he hands her a cell phone, she calls home. She talks to her mom for about 20 seconds before saying, I have to go, but I don't think I want to be a cheerleader anymore. And again, like, where the hell does she have to go? If I was the only survivor of a mass murder attack, I think I would want to talk to my parents a little longer than 20 seconds. Because, like, holy shit, you won't believe it. I'd be, you'd be rattled. You'll you be believe this, guys. Yeah. I Talk to me. I'm so glad to be alive. Blah, right, blah, blah. Right. Like, nope. Hi, Mom. You there? Okay, I don't want to be a cheerleader anymore, but I have to go. Bye. See like, ya. What? No. So anyway, fade to black. Ugh. And now it's... <laughs> now we cut to five zombie cheerleaders standing in a field with pom-poms. It's, I think it's the same group that died in the it's beginning. It's supposed to They're be. They're wearing the same outfits. Yeah, it's supposed to be. And it's kind of fun. I don't know. I kind of like this A scene. sixth one limps into frame and leads the zombie cheerleaders in a cheer. A very slow yeah. zombie. We are the champ. Their, their limbs are kind of yeah. moving funny and, you know, zombie-esque. So and... now after the cheer, it cuts to a long, blonde-haired female zombie that says, Good job, girls. Blows a whistle. With blood pouring out of her mouth. Roll credits. And once again, the, it plays really the only song used in this entire movie, which is that, that hair, metal. hair metal band, yeah. which uh, is called Angels in White, and it's sung by a group named called Dragon Claw. Nice. So, of course, I mean, that's pure 80s. I kind of liked it, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty fun. It's like something that's like, your dreams will shut up. <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. There's no angels in white. Da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. yeah. Like, um, again, I obviously the female coach, I guess, is supposed to be Banco. But why is she? I don't it, I don't know. It just seemed weird to me, like, why she'd be there and blowing a whistle. Because we'd never see her coaching. We'd never see her blowing a whistle. Just nothing. The only time we ever see a coach in the very beginning is that male coach who, like, what's with the stopwatch? I don't get it. So. There it is. Yeah. So, and it's no one of these eight minutes take these credits, like we said, take eight minutes because they are the slowest moving credits I've ever seen in my life. It was it was now, ridiculously slow. The credits at the end of an Avengers movie or the new Star Wars movie, they didn't last as long as this. And they always have thousands and thousands of credits to go through. This one had, like, maybe a hundred, and it just took forever. And because it was so goddamn slow, it gave me time to do, look some things up. So during the special thanks section of the creds, special thanks are given to, one, the village of Beaver Crossing, which is a small village in Nebraska, and as of the 2010 census, has a population of 430, yet it still has a three-star hotel that costs on average $120 a night. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to go to Beaver Crossing and live it up. Live it up. All you need is 120 bucks a night. For a three-star hotel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, um, so 
Also in the special thanks, Jennifer Banco and Ari Lehman are credited in the special thanks. Special thanks given to these two, which again I think is odd because I've never seen like a Tom Cruise movie where Tom Cruise or somebody's like listed in a special thanks, which is just weird. Well, maybe she put up a little bit of money. And also this Jared Allen. Now I don't know if this is supposed to be the professional football player Jared Allen <laughs> or somebody it. else, I, but I, I just noticed I, that. I doubt it. And the very last name on the special thanks uh, section is Uma Thurman, which I'm like. What? Inspiration, why? perhaps? I, I don't know. Like, why Uma Thurman? Yeah. I just I just found that was really thank weird. Thank you. We like to thank George Washington to be yeah. the father of our country. <laughs> Thanks, Uma. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, but that's it. Let's move on to favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right. There's not a whole lot in this movie, and they're all kind of retarded, but... What what do you got for uh, favorite kills, Aaron? What's your favorite? Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go with um the kid who got killed in the panda suit. I mean, it wasn't a great kill, but I just like he's like, oh, my name is Matt Copeland, and fuck you, <laughs> and duh. and that's my favorite kill because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> it gives you the panda suit that you're gonna use, and then that weird Slimer effect afterwards. I'm just like, what the fuck? But for some reason, I liked that line. All right. Um, for me, I don't know. I when I first saw the plunger, I was like, "Oh, this could be." Nope, that sucks. Yeah. Um, Staff of the eye, eh? We've seen it before. Um, uh, bear trap, eh, nope. Impaled by through a vag, the vag, like, cool, but happens so quick you barely see it. Vag attack. Vag attack. Uh, so I'm probably gonna go with the opening, the six opening. That's the, the opening best scene. effect. It's the best effect. Yeah. And it's the best effect. Yeah, yeah, just the face peeling. I, I'm going to go with the op- very opening mm-hmm. kills with the, the, the acid sprinkler uh, as being my favorite kill yeah. for this one. Uh, all right, that takes care of that. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Now, there is not much for this. This is going to be a really short one this week. Um, ratings, IMDb gives it a 3.8 out of 10, which I th- way too high. Sure. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, nothing at all. No thermometer score, no, not even an audience score, just nothing. Is it even listed on the site? It's listed there, but there's wow. no score for it. <laughs> so literally zero. Zero. Um, and Amazon gives it a 2.6. So at least Amazon is finally trying to lower some of their things a little mm. bit. Still a bit Pretty high. way too high. Uh, plot keywords, zero. Absolutely oh, none. Wow. So uh, hey, there you can. You so, can so anybody sees this, you can add some to it. Moon goons are out there. Go for it. Yeah, have fun. Live it up. Uh, panda suit for one. Duh. Duh. Yeah, it's a gimme. Um, Edge tech. Pink vibrator. <laughs> uh, oh, what color were that girl's panties? Because the panty, the panty guys will. The know. panty guys. Yeah, the panty guys. Yeah, panty. I'm surprised they're wearing, their pink panties weren't on there. The panty guys will come out in droves. Yeah, they will. Uh, trivia, no, nothing. No tidbits. Uh, budget, nope. <laughs> Couldn't find that either. Uh, thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that that's really it. So that brings us to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. All right. Now, uh, five star reviews. There were only one from a girl named Brittany, and which says it's the bee's knees. Five stars. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> But because that's it, I went. I went a little deeper. Like, all right, let's let's see what's next. We got to we got to get a little bit better yeah. than that. So yeah. let, let's, I went to four star. Let's okay. see what we got. So someone actually thought, man, it's not quite five, but I liked it. Yeah, I, there are two four stars. God. So from Vlad, 
Low budget homage to a classic A slasher had a lot of high points. Jennifer Banco, who graced the screens of both Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, blah, blah, blah. First Jason himself, Ari Lehman. Bitchy girls, gory deaths, fun humor, and an interesting yet bizarre ending. My only real complaint was a couple lines were hard to hear at the end, but at this price, I would watch this again for sure. Four stars. At this price, what did he get it for? I don't know. I had to pay two dollars. Yeah, and it's still too much. <laughs> so I think I actually bought this movie. I didn't rent it. I bought it. Ooh. Because like I watched it so long ago because I was trying to schedule things in advance. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to keep re-renting it. So if it, by the time I rent this two, maybe three times before we get to it, it's cheaper just to buy it. <laughs> I'm like, you own this. I own piece this. Of I'm show. not proud of I own this. <laughs> it's I own this in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> Uh, from Don Yarbra, I just watched this on Amazon Prime. Was quite a fun slasher. I really enjoyed the beginning and how it set up what would be the motive for the slasher. I wish the movie would have been longer and we could have gotten more stalk and chase sequences and a little over an hour with really long credits added on. I would have liked a little more. The slasher wearing a pantsuit was great. Sort of had that girls night out vibe. Some of the kills were great too. I especially liked the plunger one. I thought it was well handled. Bonus points for casting Ari Lehman. He always rocks in any movie he's in. This is one to watch for cheap. I would probably, probably, yeah, P R L L Y, probably own it and rewatch it four stars. Wow. The last two are one star reviews. Just oh, because cool. I, I wanted okay. to go down. First one from Walt Kramer, two words, sums it up. Total crap, one star. <laughs> last one from Holly Appleby, one star review. Honestly, the biggest load of crap I've ever seen, and I've seen quite a few. <laughs> this film was just absolutely boring, didn't make any sense, and there was no proper gore. Plus, the cheerleaders all looked a lot older than they were supposed to be. Also, very terrible acting. Anyone who thinks this film is great and worth a watch obviously wouldn't know a decent film if it jumped up and bit him in the arse. One star. So, that's, yeah, not much for the closing, the end, odds and ends of this one. But uh, that brings us, you know, we're, we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, uh, crappy movie brings crappy reviews, brings, you know, no fun, really. I mean, geez. Yeah. yeah was, this, was a, this, was a, this was a stinker. Yeah, it was a stinker. But next, that, that's our job. We, that is, we, wheeled, we weed out the stick stinkers. There's our PSA for yep. you guys. So Dude, uh, I think we're going to have to. We, we pretty much know what you're going to say here. For, uh, let's make it official. Aaron, final thoughts. So bad. So bad it's scary. Scary. So bad it's scary. Hey. 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 Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, doubling up, so bad, it's scary. No uh, cheer. I, I I'm worn out. I, I <laughs> I've been drained earlier, yeah, but yeah. just so yeah. I'm not even gonna go into why we've covered it. It sucks. Do not watch this movie. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I was like, I'm just in a bad mood now. Like I'm just <laughs> depressed. Like I don't even know. I'm trying to get energy so I can end this on a high note. But I was like, I got nothing left, man. <laughs> I just don't care. Hey, how about this? We'll you see you guys later. Bye. You'll never, <laughs> have, you'll never have to watch it again. Yeah, that's the point. I never have to watch this ever again. All right. <laughs> All right, Moon Goons. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Facebook. Check our website out, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at so bad it's scary, And check us out on Instagram at HorribleHorrorPodcast. You can download and listen to the episodes at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And, of course, you can subscribe to us, like us, and do all the good stuff on iTunes as well. 100% free. Everything's good. You can check out all the new bonus content we put up from the con- uh, convention, our interviews and pictures. Uh, there's a few videos on our YouTube page. Uh, we're still growing that, but there's just a few things there. Yeah, we're trying to get a little bigger and better. Yeah, we're slowly but surely getting there. Uh, so that's it. In the meantime, Moon Goons, watch more horror movies, and we'll talk to you down the road. Keep it tight. <laughs>